Before we get into HWN episode 20, I have a quote for you. I admire anybody who has the guts to write anything at all. E.B. White. Welcome to Happy Right Now, the podcast for female nine-to-fivers working to elevate their mindset and write the book of their heart. I am your host, Rebecca Kelsey Sampson, a fantasy and personal development indie author and marketer. When I joined the writing community, I could see the limiting beliefs holding my fellow authors back, and it became my mission to fight them. Join me for weekly mindset development and claim the transformation waiting inside you. I'm just being a dodo. Okay. We are recording. Hello, world creators. I'm excited to share with you the results of my five-day solo writing retreat. I was really excited to actually get to do this, but it also started a little bit sad because I was going to go to a Canada writing retreat in August, and I was so excited, but some things didn't end up aligning, and I couldn't go, or I could go, but then I couldn't go to the family vacation, so I had to pick one over the other. I chose the family vacation, and I was so sad about it, but since I had sequestered those extra writing days off at work, I was like, well, might as well just use them and do my own writing retreat. So my plan that I just finished last week, this was all last week, I took off a Thursday and Friday at work, and then I took off the next, oh no, I took off Friday, and then I took off the Monday and Tuesday after. So from Friday to Tuesday, basically a working week, I took that time for myself, and I spent it all in coffee shops, and that was the most exciting thing for me. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I learned in this five-day solo writing retreat. The goal was finishing my novel. As you guys know, I've been working on Ember Dragon Daughter for two years now, and I was so excited to get through these uh, works and these final pages, and I wanted to make sure it was done by May 1st, because May 1st, my book was due to the editor, and unfortunately, I didn't end up getting it to the editor on May 1st. I'll share that part of the story, too, but the amount of work that I did during those five days was very illuminating and refreshing, and it just got me in the right place and taught me a lot. I feel like those five days were really transformative. So I wanted to jump on the podcast, let you guys know these lessons and how they can apply to your life too, because some of them were kind of obvious and I was like, whoa. And then the rest I was like, okay, that's some really interesting lessons here. So I will jump right in. So number one is one of those obvious ones, but it just took me a while to realize the implications of it and how my environment impacts my writing. So this, you guys might relate to this so much and be like, Rebecca, how did you not realize this? But just in case you didn't, I will let you guys know. So as you guys may remember, if you're following me on Instagram or if you're watching me now on Instagram Live, my writing space is my office, but my office is actually just a walk-in closet that I took all the clothes out of and I put in books instead. So I use this as my clothes, and all of my clothes are actually in my linen closet, so it's all very unorganized and everything's a mess. And as soon as I made this special space for myself, I was able to write a lot more, feel more intentional in writing, and also have that kind of separation from family time and writing time. Because before, I was kind of just writing everywhere, and I didn't, I feel like I didn't have a safe space where I could hide from my baby. And I know that sounds silly, but there are a lot of distractions in a house. So 
At first, this was, like, my sacred space and the only place that I could write other than, like, on my lunch break and my power hour at work. Uh, But after a while, it felt kind of stagnant. It felt like kind of stagnant energies. And I was having trouble concentrating, especially after such long days at work. I'm away from the house 55 hours a week. And that takes a lot of brain power so by the time I get home I'm like wow I have to switch to creativity now I wasn't able to get things done and I felt like I could only concentrate for maybe like 20 minutes which was unfortunate um and when I went on this writing retreat and I spent all this time in coffee shops all I did was write in coffee shops or Barnes and Noble or sometimes I even just for a change of place I uh wrote in uh, bookstores, uh, not in bookstores, in my car. And that was kind of funny. Um, And getting away from my office and my room, because my office is in, obviously it's my walk-in closet, so it's in my bedroom. And being away from seeing laundry, seeing laundry and seeing, hearing my baby cry in the background, even if Chris was taking care of him, if I heard him upset, then that was a distraction and I couldn't get back into my writing and I'd have to leave to see what was happening. And all these little tiny things that while my office was mostly clean, even when I would keep my bedroom clean, it still wasn't distraction-free enough. So if other people are in the house, if there are to-do things that I haven't done, then I couldn't concentrate here. And when I was away and also switching, this is like lesson two, that the distraction-free place my home wasn't cutting it, so that's something I'll have to keep in mind when I'm eventually full-time writing is that I may not be able to do that at home. I may still need to, like, have a co-working space or something like that. But the second lesson I learned here is that when I am in some place else that is distraction-free and when I have a clear goal in mind, I can write for six hours uninterrupted. And that was, like... I did not think I could do that. And I think the reason that that all came together and I was able to write six hours a day for five days, which was so, oh, that was so great. I mean, I didn't do that every five of the days of the five days, but two of the days I sat in a coffee shop for six hours and wrote. Um, Sometimes I would change my position. I would change to another table if I was feeling kind of like I was getting stuck again, or I would leave to my car and I would write 20 minutes in my car and then I would start driving and then go to Barnes and Noble and write two hours there. But it was still six hours of time that I was writing and I was only able to do that because I was away from my other life. Um, Not my other life, like it's this strange separate thing, but I was able to, to do it outside of the house, something that I felt like I could never do. So it made me feel like the possibilities are out there and there's a lot more that we can do when we're away from our environment, have a specific goal, have those distractions free. And you may think that you can't do six hours. I didn't think that I could do six hours, but then I proved myself wrong by giving myself another shift and another goal and something to strive for. And also having that end date of, I only have five hours to get this done, uh, definitely was a pusher. Um, So I needed to get uh, things done in a short period of time. That's why NaNoWriMo works so well. When you have a goal of 50,000 words in one month, um, then it makes, makes you more motivated. 
So having that motivation, a clear goal, and away from laundry made me able to put those hours that I see a lot of other indie authors doing that I didn't think that I could do. So I just want to encourage you to try that. Yeah, And I'm seeing some of the comments here that I want to address while I'm uh, on here, because I'm actually I'm on uh, live on Instagram if you're listening from the podcast. Trevor says he wishes that he could write for six hours straight. You will, Trevor. You can find it. You can do it. Um, and Cam mentioned being able to be mobile with my writing is why I miss my laptop. And that is actually one of the things that I was going to mention is that I splurged on a laptop (laughs) a few months ago, (laughs) even though I have a perfectly fine working desktop because I also needed that mobility and needed to feel like I was more free. So that did help as well. I don't think I could do six hours necessarily from home on my desktop computer. So those are two things that I think helped. So those are the first two lessons. Um, third, I can ignore my my phone. I have honestly, I have been having a really hard time separating myself from my phone and from social media lately. And that's something that bothers me because I used to have really good barriers about that and I actually don't even have social media notifications turned on so that has always been very helpful to me I started that in January turning off my notifications because you don't need that extra reminder we have enough reminders personally to uh, get you know online we feel that pressure all the time so we don't need notifications to do that if it's something direly important that usually that person would have your phone number so you don't have to worry about missing something so turning off notifications helped me create kind of a barrier with my social media life but now that it's I don't know I feel like I've just been kind of trapped in that game again and I needed something to kick me in the butt and remind me that social media time needs to be intentional time and time that you're working on creating connections and not just mindlessly scrolling and I feel like since my writing retreat which was uh, already a week ago I've been able to create that separation again Uh, that's great Cam Cam says that she also turned off her Instagram notifications I'm really glad that you did that because I feel like that is I feel like a really great big first step but now that I've had that time away, I was able to kind of re-remind myself of that, that social media is supposed to have a purpose and it's social so that you can create connections. That's what socializing is. Um, So I feel like I was kind of scrolling too much really because I hadn't taken care of myself, I hadn't done enough self-care, and I was just too tired to do anything but scroll. So now that I have that refresh time after these five days, I feel like a totally new person again. I feel like I'm invigorated again. So having that break helped me break that bad habit. So just something I wanted to mention for you guys, if there's anything that can force you to be away and just readdress yourself, get more sleep, eat more food, do more of the things that really inspire you. Like for me, writing and journaling is what kind of brings me back to um, the best version of myself. So having that forced time to do that uh, kind of helped me reset everything else in my life. So if you have a long weekend coming up, I definitely recommend kind of keeping yourself away from everything. And then another one that is also something that I've been talking with some of my subscribers lately Um, hang on one second. 
I that's a good point, Bruna. Bruna says I love live sprints because I can't scroll while riding, and it all yeah it does give you that um, opportunity to not uh, get distracted, which is really helpful. Uh, and I totally understand what you mean about self-imposed goals and they're being a little bit difficult. Um, definitely not because you don't want it. I completely agree. I feel like there's a lot of things tied into that. So if you want to talk about that more later, we can. The next tip, and this is something that I think will help so many people. It's something I've been talking with uh, Zoe, one of my uh, friends lately about, is that when you first wake up in the morning, and this is something that I'm going to definitely have to balance with a lot when I'm eventually full-time, is that when you first wake up, you need to do something first for yourself instead of for other people. And this is something that I struggle with a lot on the weekends that actually makes me feel kind of angry because when I first wake up, I tend to sleep in slightly more on the weekends um, because during the week I wake up at 4.45 or 5 a.m. just because I'm a commuter and I need to get to work by a certain time. So on the weekends, I tend to wake up at 7 or 7.30 or 8. And for me, that's sleeping in, which I know some people are like, oh, my God, that's sleeping in. But (laughs) it is for me. (laughs) Um, So when I'm on the weekends, that's when my son wakes up. My son wakes up around 7.30 or 8. So then the second I wake up, I'm thrown into a family role, which obviously I love and appreciate, and my family means so much to me. But I don't want to... After five days of starting the day with just myself, where I'm usually alone for two hours, and I get to have that alone time where I'm thinking or listening to music or listening to audiobooks, um, obviously I can't really do anything else but listen or think because I'm driving, um, but I have two hours for myself every morning, five days a week. And then when I start the weekend, I find myself very grumpy. I am just increasingly more grumpy. And since I have five days from uh, five days to just be and work on my book and starting my day at home, I still had to force myself to get up around 6 a.m. or so so that I could leave and have that me time because I was getting very grumpy all the days that I wasn't having that me time. And having that separation to start your day with your goal, start your day with something that's really important to you, is extremely helpful and it sets you off in the right path. And I was telling this to uh, my friend that those like 10 minutes, even if it's just 10 or 20 minutes and you only write two sentences, starting your day with two sentences on your project makes you feel like you've already accomplished something and it makes it easier for you to jump back in later rather than waiting for exactly eight o'clock at night or when your kid goes to sleep or during nap time and then you're just so tired and drained already and it feels like doing two sentences is already like a mission. So I just wanted to share those few little insights on my five-day solo writing retreat, just being away from everything. It Some of these tips are very obvious, but it just helped me kind of recenter myself and get back to ground zero and realize that self-care is important, doing things with intention is important, and making sure that your goals are clear in your mind so that you are distraction-free makes a huge difference in your life and something as simple as you know writing in your car for a few minutes and then switching locations like I know it sounds kind of silly but just switching locations kind of restarts your mind makes you feel fresh and you can kind of find that dedication again 
So I wanted to share those quick tips with you and I have a few other announcements, housekeeping things that I think that you guys will really be excited about. First, on my website, I have a whole bunch of new things. I kind of, not rebranded, but I kind of reopened doors, starting fresh in like a new energy. I've uh, changed up all of the copy, changed up the pictures, and I have a new freebie download. Before it was the chapter planner, which you can still get in the author resource library. But I want to say that we have something new. It is the Author Mindset Affirmations. It's a free guide. It's just three pages, but you can download it instantly on my website. And the kind of tagline I have here is words to lift you up and lend you strength for the author journey. So if you are people that have enjoyed the World Creators Journal that I came out with, I believe, two months ago. If you're on live, you're seeing I have coffee stains on it already. Um, but the World Creators Journal, if that was something that you enjoyed, then you'll love these author mindset affirmations. And it just gives you kind of a quick start guide in how affirmations can help you and different ways to start implementing them. And then after that, I have a list of 27 affirmations. They're a little bit different than ones I've shared before. It's just ways to find that inspiration and it's a great stepping stone into mindset work because affirmations were one of the first things that started to work for me. I've said this, I think on the podcast before that the affirmation, my success is inevitable and I am always on the right path. That's one that has um, really helped uh, get me started in believing in myself. So I have a lot of things similar to that, but that are tailored with the author journey in mind. So you can download that, download that for free on my website. Just go to the homepage, RebeccaKSampson.com, and there's a little link for instant download. You just put in your email, and then it sends you a link in your email, and you're good to go. I really highly recommend it. It was something that came from my heart, and I think it's a really great place to start if you're needing to find confidence in yourself. So I recommend that. And another surprise on my website is there's a preview, not the full cover, but there's a preview of my cover. So I'm really excited about that. My cover designer is Mandy Lynn from Stone Ridge Books. So she has created a little bit of a teaser image. So it just shows kind of part of the cover a little bit tailored and changed a little bit. Um, so you can see that on my website right now. But the cover reveal is actually coming in, I think, two weeks is when I'm planning on revealing it. So I'm extremely excited to get you guys more involved in the Ember Dragon Daughters world because I'm going to start promoting it now. It's going to come out very soon, and I just can't wait to share this with you. It's been such a long journey, um, and I should be finishing it this weekend. And I sent the first half to the editor on Monday, and then the rest I'm sending this following Monday. So I'm really excited. There's a few things I wanted to tweak in the second half of the book, which is why I wasn't able to type the end, and I can't wait to do that. I want to like record my ugly crying as Ember Dragon Daughter gets birthed into the world because it's really been a testament of figuring out how how to balance my life so that even with time being a constraint because I honestly feel like time is just an easy excuse and there's so much that we can do even with 10 minutes a day that compounding effect can really change your life so I'm so excited that I was able to make this a priority and now Ember Dragon Daughter is going to come out in the world so soon and I you guys are going to be really surprised when I tell you what the release date is so when the cover comes out which will be mid-May 
I'll let you guys know the exact date. When the cover comes out, I will be telling you the release date, and you'll be able to pre-order it all in that same day. So that means it's coming real soon, guys. <laughs> so it's going to be really exciting, and I can't wait to bring you guys on this journey and now learn more about what's next, because I've learned so much about the author mindset and just getting through writing the book, and now learning more about what happens after that, what happens after you publish that book. So I'm going to be diving deep into so much and sharing everything that I learned with you guys. So we'll follow along this whole thing and I can't wait to share all of my tips so that when you guys get to this place, you can find what you need to help yourself too. So I'm just excited. So if any of you guys are interested, anyone listening right now is interested in being part of the kind of Ember Dragon Daughter street team. I'm putting together a street team to help share the cover, share the blurb. If you go on my website, the blurb is available now, which that was really exciting for me to put up there. I have some comparable books on the kind of themes that you might expect from Ember. So basically all the shit's going down in May. <laughs> like all of it's coming. Um, so just send me a DM or an email. You can email me if you're listening to the podcast at contact at RebeccaKSampson.com or just click the contact button on my website or send me a DM on Instagram and I'll put you in the secret street team. I'll make an announce like a formal announcement on my Instagram about the street team and over mailing lists uh, soon. You definitely do not have to be an official like bookstagrammer to share about this story. It's just if you feel like it's something that you would enjoy and that your friends would enjoy, you are welcome to share it. It's going to be very low pressure and just a community of people getting to know each other. We'll just all be best friends. So I'm excited about that. So I'll see you guys later. I'm going to close off the podcast and then jump on Instagram and answer some questions. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that your journey is going well. And if there's anything that I can help you with, let me know. And we will talk very soon you showed up today for your success congratulations world creator to get the most out of hwn join the newsletter as a thank you you receive for free the chapter planner and scene planner that i use for my own novels sign up for your free gift at rebeccaksampsoncom join it will be linked in the show notes if what you heard today helped you and you think it will help your other writerly friends please share this episode on social media take a screenshot right now tag me on instagram Instagram and Twitter. My username is at Rebecca K. Sampson. As you know, reviews help authors and there is no difference here. Leave a review on your favorite podcast app to help spread the word. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. I sincerely appreciate your time.